seems cold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore. Here it comes, that glimmer of hope, a light shines through the dark. It's a hopeless soul, with Aaron and Rohit world. It's a hopeless soul, with Aaron and Rohit world. Dude, lucky number 13. We've done it. How's it going, Rohit? Aaron, 13. Friday the 13th, even though it's the 19th, Juneteenth. But it's, uh, dude, it's it's going, man. It's going. And I am beyond excited to pick up the day and just talk to you about what's happening in the world. I am so excited to talk to you. This week has been insane. We started this as bringing hope to all things hopeless. And man, is there a lot of hopeless stuff that we are going to dissect and have a bit of fun with it too. Because we've had some serious moments in the world and on some of these episodes. I think today we're going to do that and also bring bring a little laughter to the uh, table as well. And one thing I'll say to to everyone who listens, um, if you don't mind, if you would go right now and rate the podcast, it's like a one to five thing or depending on the app. And just go rate it because it'll help us be able to continue to do what we're doing. So um, rate, don't be rate. Oh, that's a good slogan, right? And if you hate our show, we're asking you to please not rate us. Yeah, if you hate our show, then don't ever just like block me. Yeah. Uh, Block both of us. And uh, so quarantine, the news from the quarantine... uh, for for me, Rohit, it was inter- an interesting week. We got, um, I hope a lot of people enjoyed what we did with with Arthur, W.B. Du Bois' grandson. And we also on uh, the Together Show Live, and if, if people want to check that out, it's on Facebook and YouTube, on HWP TV on YouTube, which also has this show. If you want to watch us talk instead of listen to us talk, you can do it there. And the Together Show Live has the full a full hour long interview with Arthur, which I think everyone would, would find interesting and useful. I sure did. And I think you did too, Rohit. During the quarantine, I'll just say that marching on the Sunday was for me, that was my news of quarantine. That that was just powerful to be with that many people marching both for the LGBTQ community and for this Black Lives Matter movement, and just for change and progress in general. It was positive. It was powerful. It was beautiful. And I love seeing what I think is a, a 2020 is going to be looked at as, as this year of change. Yeah, it is. And I mean, Aaron, I'm, I'm so happy for you that you're able to go. I, I went, I, I marched uh, the previous week and it was actually the first time I've ever like protested as an adult ever. And it was, yeah. And it was, it, 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 it moved me. It was, it felt, I, I thought I would, you know, feel like, okay, cool. I'm going to be part of something and show my support. But like it, it's so different once you're there. It's like, it's hard to, it's really hard to describe. And it's, I, I it, it's, yeah, I can't wait to get the chance to be out there again. Um, yeah, you will. And there, there's going to, this isn't stopping and we're going to get into that more in this episode. Yep. And Great. just before uh, before we dive into topic number one, I'll just say that next week we are going to have another amazing guest. 
and I'm excited for that. His name's Graham Greene. You might know him from such indie hits as Die Hard and The Green Mile and Dances with Wolves. Uh, he's an Academy Award. Wait, is, he, is he the Green from Green Mile? He is, yes. <laughs> and yeah, and he uh, he's uh, Academy Award nominee, and he's also an activist, a guy who he's uh, a native uh, native Canadian, and he is going to be bringing that perspective of how the the native plight and their mis maltreatment echoes what he's seeing in the Black Lives Matter movement. Plus, talk about some of the projects he's done and why they're important to him. Uh, so that'll, it'll be great to have, I mean, to have an Academy Award nominee, you know, we've had, uh, WNBA champions, Stanley cup champions. Now we're bringing an Academy Award nominee in the, to the table. So it's going to be really, uh, fun to have him on Man. and hear what he has to say. They must think our podcast is bigger than it is. Um, that's a, yeah, we can't, t- don't, they're not going to listen to this episode. No, no, no. Let's start with our first topic. News from the quarantine. You know, it's something that we were hoping to cover last week, but it's still important because, you know, there's been so much happening in the world. But I just want to talk about this double lung transplant that happened to a woman in her 20s in Chicago. Um, So, yeah, she had both of her lungs removed after she got infected with COVID-19. And no way. Yeah. And so, Aaron, in our show, our run of show, I included a link um, to the New York Times. And now this woman is a non-smoker and COVID messed her up so bad that the that the ventilators didn't even work for her anymore. She had to have her both her lungs removed. Usually, you know, lungs look like pink, like sort of balloons, long balloons. Her lungs, right. if you scroll down to the page, looks like rotten, molded cheese that's ripped and bleeding everywhere it is the most gruesome disgusting picture and all right so should i should i go do you want to hear my reaction to the picture right yeah now? i'm gonna go look at it and then i'll you'll see uh, oh that's terrible right so this is that's like, disgusting i recommend nobody go oh yeah i don't don't I don't know if I can continue the show. Don't do not. Yeah. Look this up. Aaron, don't block <laughs> me on Facebook. Um, yeah. But here's here's what it, it was. I'm feeling hopeless about it's It's like I was at the march and everybody, nearly every single person, I would say 99% of people in Los Angeles at the march I was at. And there's a lot of people were wearing masks. Right. But not they're not all N95 masks. Right there. But the idea is that it's at least a little bit safer. But here's the thing, man. It's like you go to the grocery store, you go everywhere. People are really relaxing their, the social distancing. You know, you start to see more and more people would like run around with that masks, man. And that second wave of COVID-19 is hitting. And when you look at these lungs on the New York times, okay. And for anybody that's interested in looking for it, the, 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 the article, just search New York times, Chicago woman, twenties, COVID-19 lung somewhere on that chain. And then don't scroll down to the picture. Yes. And just, yeah. But if you do, and you go to see it, um, you'll see that someone, she's a non-smoker. She wouldn't even be eligible for a lung transplant uh, if she was a smoker. But she had a whole transplant, both lungs, and it was successful, so thank God. But what I'm scared about is that if someone in their 20s is healthy, that can happen to them with COVID. And be ever, you know, all the young people think that they're immune or that it's less serious for them, but this shit can mess you up. That makes me truly scared because I actually don't know how scared I was until I saw this picture. So help me. Uh, all right, I'll, I'll bring. Yeah, so 
I've been around, I've been doing some things of late. And what I have seen, at least in our city, in Los Angeles, is people are pretty responsible. Like 90-something not percent of people are doing things the right way. You don't see many of these people who are like anti-mask or listening to certain leaders who are saying like masks aren't cool, this nonsense. People, when like every time I go to a store, or I've been to a restaurant, people are wearing their masks. And also another thing that people are doing that's great is if you go to most indoor places now, they do temperature checks Ooh. to make sure you're not sick. So I've had my temperature checked like a lot the last week or two. But and the one in the mouth, right? Um, no, they do the forehead or the wrist. Okay, they don't do the butt like when you're a kid. No, well, they did the butt for me, but okay. they just, they were like, you have kind of a big butt. So we're yeah, going to just They take requests. Sure. Yeah. They take requests. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so, it, so I think there's hope that if people follow protocols and adapt to these new ways, including the, uh, the temperature thing, then, you know, all right, if they're, if you're, if they don't have the, the asymptomatic thing is apparently less, less of a problem than they initially thought. So if, but if you have a temperature, they're going to flag you and you won't be able to go into the place no matter, no matter what the situation is. And so I hope that other states are doing the same thing. Cause I don't know where this woman was from, but Chicago. Oh, Chicago. Yeah. They've had kind of a mix of problems. Um, they are, they did they, a big Chicago thing that they, uh, that they are now calling when people screw up because it, it originated there is Corona Palooza when people gather in big groups and like want to have a party. And so in, that started in Chicago. I just saw that today. So that's where I think there's hope is that if people keep following like what LA is doing, that won't happen so much because it is, it's, it is contrary to some people who say it's a hoax. It's not. Um, this is no hoax. So I hope that gives you some hope that there is, there's protocol, at least in our city to make sure that people who have infection aren't going out and being right next to other people. That does give me hope. So Aaron, thank you. Cause if, if, if a major city can have, can execute as well as LA has been cool. So hope gong, which didn't work <laughs> one second. My hope gong broke. Dong. Gong. <laughs> my, my soundboard. The, none of them are working. All right. So that's that. Uh, so speaking of double lung transplants, it's time for our favorite segment, Guess the BTS. Yeah. <laughs> which, is, which is, I think, our best segue yet. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Because they are transplants because they came from south korea to the u.s to make you can't sing without lungs and you can't sing without lungs so it's perfect now my question to you rohit is what do bts and michael jackson have in common this week Mm, my first guess is something to do with dancing um i'm gonna guess bts some of them did a moonwalk that was very cool okay so you're wrong um (laughs) You were on a roll. You were on a one-week roll of it. So they came out with a song this week called Stay Gold. So are we ready to hear? I believe it's our ninth song. Again, one of my favorite groups of all time, BTS. I just haven't heard much of their music. This is the ninth song, I believe, that we are hearing together of, of their music. This is Stay Gold. Stay Gold. 
feel so it's a beautiful song. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. And that song came out, which made BTS the, the first time in 36 years that a foreign artist has topped the charts in Japan. The last person to do it was Michael Jackson with Thriller. Wait, are so, you telling me in Japan over the past 40 years, the top artist has only been Japanese? Yes, except if between Michael Jackson and BTS. Wow. For So not even Kanye or Jay-Z or Beyonce, none of them hit number one in Japan. Or like Madonna or... That's wild. I mean, we're talking like the big... Who's out? Lady Gaga, like these giant people of Justin Chumbawamba. Timberlake. Chumbawamba. I know, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You know, the, the biggest, some of the biggest snow with informer like i mean they're just i the list goes on i i look you know four non blondes didn't even do it with mm-hmm. what's going on like nobody has done this That's, avril okay. lavigne didn't do it i mean we're like billy ray cyrus like they, they it just nobody could do this but michael jackson and bts and so i think that's interesting and i love that new song yeah. So, oh, good job. You lost again. Uh, BT, I guess the BTS didn't work. And you are and, up to topic two. Okay. So, topic number two. So, again, speaking of Michael Jackson, Freedom Day is the day that black Americans were emancipated. It is an important day. It also, I believe, is a day that still hasn't fully led to what was in te- what it sh- what should have happened because look what's going on right now in the world. They're, they're obviously, they do not have equal rights that they should have because of the treatment that they are given by uh, public officials and by people who are racist. Um, So tomorrow there is this rally that Trump decided to have. He was going to have it today. He then admitted, said he didn't actually know what Juneteenth was. Then he took credit and said that he actually did this to bring awareness to Juneteenth. So I don't know how you can not know what it is and then say you take credit for the day. So none of that made any sense. That's not even what I'm most hopeless about. Uh, What he then did is said that to all the people protesting him being there in and doing a rally, which involves, you know, a lot of his followers are not, shall we say, kind to uh, to African-Americans. Um, and he's having this rally at this place where this day, where the, the, the massacre happened, where 300, where 300 African-Americans were killed in Tulsa. Um, and he's having this rally tomorrow. So my hopeless thing, Rohit, is the, the president of the United States is basically saying to that they should fight the protesters, his people should fight the protesters on this day, the day after this day that's supposed to be about freedom and the people who are protesting is saying fight. So he's basically saying, like, have a mini civil war in Tulsa. And what I, so I feel hopeless about this whole thing. I just think it's everything wrong about everything right now. Um, So I feel hopeless about it. But then I thought what we could do, besides you giving hope, is predict 
so we can see if we can hope fulfilled, predict what's actually going to happen there. Because I think it's going to be batshit crazy what's going to go down in Tulsa tomorrow. Oh, man. Uh, dude, I didn't even know he said that. That. Do you want me to read the exact quote? If you have, if you have the quote handy. Yeah, it's right here. So what, what Trump tweeted to get to be exact, I mean, he tweets all the time and it's usually lies, but any protesters, anarchists, agitators, looters, or lowlifes who are going to Oklahoma, please understand you will not be treated like you have been in New York, Seattle, or Minneapolis. It will be a much different scene. Are you serious? Yeah. So... Uh, and by the way, he didn't mention these alt-right, like the boogaloos and stuff who have caused a lot of the violence and killed people. So when when you hear that, and if you're in Tulsa and people from all over the country are descending on Tulsa to protest this man and protest what this all stands for, and he's saying, you know, a, a not thinly veiled threat, a threat, you're not going to be treated you know, like, like civilians, you're going to be treated like trash. So what's your prediction of what's going to happen? Uh, Oh God. Well, my prediction, I think there probably will be some skirmishes. However, honestly, like the idea of protest and, and political speech should be every person, you know, that, loves this country every patriotic conservative person like the idea of protest and political freedom of speech should be the most sacred thing and celebrated thing imagine if you couldn't protest imagine if you actually had a president that was like i know while he's threatening protesters that was actually like taking action you'd be then in russia where putin said there are no gay people in russia because he killed them all and he's sort of like you know when pussy Riot was organizing those protests they were met with mega violence from the government china you look what's happening how they're trying to you know like it's been the the, the protests in hong kong been going over like a year and there's been massive massive damage at the hands of the police and the government there you look at places in syria you can't protest there so that's those are un-american communist or fascist or just you know dictatorship places and and i think any american should say okay fine we disagree with what they say but you know we fought you know our soldiers fought for your right to to say it and to do that so i'm hoping that that message can find a way and i'm hoping that there can be some sort of common ground that the protesters and people that are starting to you know realize that that they can meet you know if they're protesting about not wearing masks to hot topic then they should be accepting of pro people protesting for what they feel is justice. So I like what you're saying. I don't know if it uh, helped. I, I'm not going to hope gong it yet or any, I, I just, I it's don't fine. think that that's what's going to happen. I think it's going to be an absolute shit show and chaos and there's going to be violence and problems because what you're going to have and what he doesn't realize is Yes, there are people who will support him no matter what, and they line up to go see him. There are far, far more people who are protesting for Black Lives Matter and against some of his rhetoric these days. Like, he is in the minority. And in Tulsa, there will be more people who are who are the ones who he says 
need to be whatever beat up or shot at or whatever he's uh, insinuating there. And so my and in Tulsa, the the uh, the some the mayor or the Black Lives Matter movement put a big giant Black Lives Matter thing on the road, like they've been doing at Black La- at what it was sixteen hundred Pennsylvania Avenue. It's now sixteen hundred Black Lives Matter Plaza. Um, so that's in Tulsa too. So I just and there's caravans of people going to Tulsa from other states to make a statement. So I think it's going to be chaos, and I think uh, we're going to see one of the crazier days ever of this and in our lifetime. I just don't see it going well because uh, what you explained about imagine if we have a president, we do have that. We have a guy who's, I think, really lost his lost his marbles at this point. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's maybe, threatened force, but he hasn't used it yet. So I mean, what maybe he, yet the, is the operative word. But. The thing, the thing that he did in, uh, with the, to get that photo op in front of the church was pretty close to it. You know, you're like right. That, you're right. You're right. That was, so I don't, I don't know. I don't see hope in this situation, except that I think it's going to be a statement that that kind of leadership, which isn't leadership, is just not what our country is about. And it's just going to cause chaos. And because uh, <clears throat> we can't stand for that. Like, that's just not what you do. Like, you don't do that. Uh, it's. I think tomorrow is going to be this Tulsa thing. I really wonder when next week when we come back to talk about it, what's what's going to happen. Um, Cause yeah. And yeah. And I can't pretend and say I'm hopeful about it either. Like that's, so let's, I think, all right. So your prediction is that shit's going to get wild. Yes. And violent. My prediction is there's going to be one or two skirmishes, but I think it'll just fizzle out. So that's also, we'll, we'll put five bucks on it and, yep. uh, and we'll, and we'll, and we'll see where it gets to next week. I'm going to even go further with my prediction. I also think that some of the protesters will end up starting some fires around the place, like close enough to the place, this the convention center or whatever, where he's having the rally. And I'm predicting that the whole place might just burn down. Jesus. I I mean, no, that's an extreme, that's an extreme prediction. (laughs) Yeah. Let's hope that doesn't happen, but I'm just throwing it out there. So if it does, then you can be like, wow, Aaron, you were right. Yeah, I, honestly, you're my boy, but I hope you are wrong. Yeah, that would be um, problem. That would be a problem. Yeah, um, yeah. So let's go to something a little more, uh, a little more hopeful. Because speaking of Tulsa, Oklahoma, we're going to our favorite, our other favorite section of Rohit knows the O's. And mm-hmm. I this popped up. There's more Orioles news these days than ever before. It's very we weird. get more the, news for not playing baseball. By by a lot. And in The Athletic, an article popped up about the 2014 season. So mm-hmm. my my question to you, knowing the O's, is what do you know about what they call the young moment? Of- oh, when Delman Young, New York, it was Delman Young versus the Detroit Tigers. Um, and it was the ninth inning, or might have been the tenth, but it was late in the game. I remember being at a bar in New York when I was back visiting. Uh, after I moved to LA, I moved visited a year later. I was watching with my buddy Tom, and I just remember that was the last time I cried tears of joy in a sporting <laughs> event. So, so you know, so you know the I mean, this is 
because they dissect that season in the athletics. So you should read it. It'll be a yeah. fun read for you. And then there's on our, you're 100% right, Delman Young hit a double yep. that cleared the bases yep. and took the lead. And the link that I have on YouTube, which anyone can look up, shows that from all the perspectives, from the stands, from the buildings across the street of Camden Yards, where people were videoing and like watching from their apartments. And it re- it brought like chill, it gave me chills. Uh, unfortunately, before you watch it, there's a, a commercial that you have to watch for earwax where they actually show someone removing a giant piece of earwax from their ear. So, so, so when you watch this YouTube video, for whatever reason, well, Aaron, that's the commercial. That those they ads show. are targeted, so, uh, so I might not get the same ad as you did. And that sounds grosser than the rotting lung from our earlier segment. Yeah. It's so disgusting. But then the three-minute clip of the, the young moment is very cool. So I recommend that. So so that being said, and us, uh, you, you know the those you don't know BTS very well. Uh, but but now it's time for Hopeless TV. Yeah, we have a lot to talk about on Hopeless TV. TV. Um, can I just provide an update with another update? So um, it might have been either one show or two yes. shows ago. I mentioned HBO Max was out and they had all the Studio Ghibli films, you know, like My Neighbor Totoro, Spirited Away. Been watching them. Magical. Spirited Away um, was one of the best movies I've seen in my life. Oh, what? It was nominated for an Oscar. I don't think I it didn't won. Even know it, that. I mean, it was nominated. It, I th- or maybe it wasn't. Maybe I mean, that was before. I, I don't doubt it if it was. Know. I just I, I haven't tracked, I'm, you know. And but it was. It changed. It, it. I mean, it was magnificent. It was a work of art. So Studio Ghibli, this Japanese uh, animation house, uh, just announced that they are releasing. A, their first non-2D animated movie. It's going to be this sort of Pixar-style 3D film called Aya and the Witch, or the Americanized version, Earwig and the Witch, which is a horrible name. Um, but Aya and the Witch, um, they just showed, like I think, three still images from the 3D animation, and it is getting killed on the internet. Um, so I'm kind of sad that, you know, like they're taking a risk. They're trying to like do something new and different. Everybody's like, give us what you've always given us. Um, I hope for them it's successful. It comes out, I think holiday time end of this year. Um, but hopefully I've, will have watched Mm -hmm. the rest of the Ghibli films and then that can be like, you know, the ticking off my bucket. I just want to say how excited I was to hear about that today. That's cool. That's a. Hope to yeah. your hopelessness last yeah. week or hope last week from TV. And uh, I, so speaking of uh, Japanese anime, um, he's my so wife. Joe Biden. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what I thought was uh, cool this week, uh, one thing that gave me hope was there have been, you know, we've seen throughout this all these Trump uh news conferences and press conferences that usually just become argue sessions. Uh, and, and what I liked is this week for the first time, Fox, CNN and MSNBC all put on a speech. And again, this is to me just logical. Like you want to hear from both sides to see what's going on. And for the first time they all aired, Biden gave a speech and it was 
whether you like him or don't like him, want to vote, don't want to vote, it's good to hear both sides. So I just thought it was cool that his speech was also on TV and on all the channels, liberal and conservative. So I just thought that was hopeful that that there was both. We got to see both. Um, and he gave, you know, to, to me a, a speech of unity, which was cool. Um, so that's that's it. It was just like we talked a lot about the negativity on TV. So anyway, what do you think? That just gave me hope that that it's good that we're, you know, being a little less partisan and just learning what's going on by on all sides. Yeah, I mean, it's I still check news that is from multiple sources from left from right. I still think that also it's important to balance the hard, heavy stuff with stuff that's uplifting. Um, and to be honest, Aaron, you're entire thing got cut out with your signal. So I don't even really know what you, what you were talking about besides Joe Biden saying something on, and then it got cut off and then, yeah. Oh, so should uh, I just you redo can it real quick? So, so what, what brought me a little hope on TV today before I get to what was really hopeless is, uh, that for the first time, uh, vice president Biden was he gave a speech about unity and coming together as a country. And it was on all the networks from Fox News to MSNBC to CNN. They all aired it. And so we've had the Trump press conferences constantly, and they usually lead to people being mad. And Biden did one that they all put on, which I just think we want both. We want to learn about everything going on, not just uh, the some of the 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 one side in order for the logic party that we talk about to exist, we need to be logical and listen to both sides. So I'm glad that they all aired it. Yeah. I love that. And I also just love the, the fact we have a candidate that is speaking in the language of unity. Like it feels so refreshing. It's almost like we've forgotten how to do it here. So that's, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Go it's get like him, Joe, go get him. Yeah. We just unity. It's nice to, instead of saying let's yeah. divide, no, let's come together. Um, yeah, so that was a little bit of hope TV. My next one. It's great. Oh, I, so the, the the Watchmen. Oh yeah. So my hopeless thing is I've been wanting to watch this since it came out like last fall, and it's a, and and Watchmen on HBO is especially relevant today because they talk about you know the the bombings in Tulsa and the riots you know all those years ago, um, and uh, there you know really it has not been covered in in American history. It's taught in the classroom. It has not been covered in TV. Really, it was the first time most people had ever heard about them. So I've been trying to get use that as the the linchpin to start watching it with Ina, but she still said nice try. She's not watching Watchmen. So that's what I'm hopeless about. <laughs> uh, what you can feel hope in in that is it's always good to have time where you just have your own time at home because you're both at home a lot, I know. So it's a time for separation. So then you can come back yeah, and you unite. Right. This is all about unity. I mean, the show's got like a 95 on Rotten Tomatoes. Ina, when you listen to yeah. this, let's just watch the damn show. Um, she's so. uh, she's part of the 5% that's nope. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, I have one. I'm not going to bring up the, the, the name of the person because for uh, – for solidarity. There's a TV show called Heart of Dixie. Heart of Dixie. And at my house, that show has been on a lot. 
like all the time. And <laughs> it is, to me, one of the worst things I've ever watched on TV. Uh, I'm going to read to you because I actually, this is the first time I'm going to, I have seen now, it's in the background usually with me, but I have seen 50 episodes of this piece of shit show. And uh, I still don't know what it's about. I don't understand it. I don't know who the characters are. And I periodically will say, can they all just die already? And so here's what it's about because I don't know. So I'm going to read this for the first time. Heart of Dixie. Oh, it's got Heart of Dixie is an American comedy drama. Definitely haven't heard, seen the comedy part of it. Uh, television series that aired on the CW from September 26, 2011 to March 27th of 2015. This series was created by blah, blah, blah. Uh, and it stars Rachel Bilson as Dr. Zoe Hart, a New Yorker who, after her dreams of becoming a heart surgeon fall apart, accepts an offer to work as a general practitioner in, a fiction, in the fictional Gulf Coast town of Bluebell, Alabama. Okay. That description... First of all, I, I didn't, I don't, didn't know that that was even what the show was about. On uh, when, as I've been watching it. Second, uh, can I just reiterate how much this show just genu genuinely sucks? Like, like it's just a bunch of people talking to one another. They don't say anything clever. Like the lines, when you do listen to the lines, it's like you know what the next person's gonna say. Nobody is interesting in the show. They have like your token different like they all date each other and have sex with each other and it's it's just an abomination of a show and then what's even worse is then i was like you know i'm gonna prove how bad this was i'm gonna go on rotten tomatoes and i bet it gets like a zero and then it's like 80 percent positive oh it's like that garbage piece of shit show this is us i hate that show um Rohit, I'm sorry. this is us this is us is like citizen kane compared to heart of dixie <laughs> Dude, that's like, bad. I mean, I'm assuming that the person in your household watching this was your cat, Mr. Weirdo, because you kept it anonymous. Yes, um, I did. Exactly. So, so, okay, Weirdo. so Mr. Weirdo, um, we're going to have to have Just, a talk, you know, when I'm able, able to come over. Um, but one thing I will say, there is hope in this. Is yeah, that, please, please tell me. I am, I am so hopeless with this show. Rachel Bilson has maintained her streak of acting in things and having like cooler names she was summer in the oc she's zoe or chloe or whatever in this show like she'll never play somebody with a normal name like rachel no. so, <laughs> and, so. and, on, and you're giving me more hope too because i will say this that periodically throughout as the show's on the one thing i'll say is wow rachel bilson's really hot <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> speaking of hot which is a really good transition to uh video games um and I, before I go to the, the last, this last hopeless TV topic, I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy VII, which is a remake of a game from 1997. Um, my, my probably my favorite game of all time, and um, I've been playing it on uh, my PS4. And back then, when it was just like blobs and pixels, and, and like, but you still had love stories and like you know hot girls, but they were like pixelated. Now <laughs> this is like almost human. There's like there's this one character Tifa, and she's walking around with like a skirt like she's battling in like a skirt that barely goes like below her butt cheeks and like knee high boots and like like a freaking like tank top with like 
like cartoonishly big boobs. I'm like, how can you fight and battle in that? And it's so ridiculous. And I'm like, do you just do you watch the do you play this game in three minute increments? <laughs> yeah, I, I need to smoke a lot of cigarettes in between cutscenes. Um, <laughs> so I'm just like, wow, this is ridiculous. And I think it's it's such a great game too. So this this might have it's 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 not as good as the first time I played it, but I'll say the uh, the hot girls in it definitely help. But <laughs> Speaking of video games, I just wanted to point out just the last thing today is I'm wearing a very special T-shirt. Um, as you may may see it on oh, yeah. the camera. What this is, this is a T-shirt to commemorate the release of The Last of Us Part 2, which came out today on PlayStation, oh, which is did. also one of, one of my favorite games of all time. We talked about, I think, on our first or second podcast, like, it's never mm-hmm. going to come out. They keep pushing it back. Well, it's finally out today. I'm wearing the shirt that uh, Ellie, the protagonist, that she wears throughout the first game so this is i got this at uh, e3 at the video game conference some years ago um yeah so i got i'm rocking ellie's shirt for the podcast today and i'm very very excited for the release of this magnificent sequel to the series which may, I'm, i feel hope for you and i feel completely hopeless because now that this game has come out i realize our next episode is probably going to come out in 2021 because you're going to be playing this so much <laughs> True story. Um, <laughs> All right. So, so speaking of these, of that will not happen. We will keep doing these. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the next our, our next topic. It's it's we both have a take on on a, a similar topic. So it's you go and I'll go. But it's it's about the same idea, which is going to be I think fun and interesting. Yeah, man. Going back to the office. Offices are starting to reopen, um, and I'm actually conflicted. I don't know if I feel hopeless or hopeful. I feel hopeful. Kind of because my team has had, it's a lot easier when you're working in a group, especially working on a creative project for you all to be together and talking and just jamming on stuff. But mm-hmm. dude, it, with this wave two, it might be way too soon. And also I really like being in my house. Um, and huh. I think I've gotten so used to it and so customized to it. Um, I don't know if I want to rock the boat, especially with how crazy work is right now. So, but I feel like I should be excited, but it feels like impending doom that the offices are back. Help. Uh, I will help you with that. The idea that you have been at home, I believe, has made it so you have to work more because going to the office and leaving the office shows it's not that you're clocking in and clocking out in the physical sense, but you are in the physical sense. You're going in and leaving. So I don't think they can abuse, like, you know, this is me as your friend, like less as the show, just some of the extra work you've had to, I know, do might be a little less because you're going to be there, maybe be a little more productive, a little less of just Zoom call after Zoom call after Zoom call because you're actually there and people know you're in your office and you're leaving your office. So that aspect of how our society works is going to be back in place, which could help your productivity and people realize they can't abuse people too much. Yeah. You know what? Bless you. That is, say no more. Yep. If I can just have almost an end time to my day, it's great. I mean, I've been on I've been on this chair since for the last 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, 7 and a half hours. Um, oh. Just on call. So, yeah, straight. So, yeah, it'll be nice. That's to a lot of hours. Do that. Yeah. So, all right. I feel hopeful. I feel hopeful. Hope gong. Gong that. Mong. Gong. Because mine's not working. Uh, yep. So. And your topic, Aaron. So it's 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 a similar concept. Uh, this past week or two, week really, 
I've gone to a few places, like I've gone to a few restaurants to so, and social distance, like, and I even went to the restaurant we talked about a long time ago that I was at the day that um, the NBA got canceled. And I talked to the owner about that day and about how Elton John was there and he didn't seem to care. Um, and he also noticed that and was annoyed by that. Uh, what I found hopeless about these experiences of going to places is what's on TV. Because I like to go to restaurants and there's a TV on and like there's a game to watch, especially if I don't enjoy the company I'm with very much. That's a way to like be distracted so I don't have to pay attention to the person I'm with. And like there's nothing on TV. There's like these YouTube channels with people like falling downstairs. That's what's on TV. I'm not even joking. Like I watch like people like fall off diving boards and stairs. Like that's what's on because there's no sports or other stuff on. So give me hope that there's because there's no sign in sight of sports coming back. And I don't want to go to a restaurant and watch people fall downstairs every time. I mean, there might be sports coming back. That might be the hope. I mean, we're close to an agreement, I think, between MLB and the Players Association on okay. like an, uh, a 60 to 70 to 80 game season, probably closer to 50 or 60 oh, is my guess. Bless their um, hearts. They announced that uh, Hard Knocks is happening. Right, and that's with it's going to be with the L.A. Rams and L.A. Chargers, and if Hard Knocks is happening, it means the season's happening. Okay, we have, okay. we've already got the announcement of the NBA season resuming, possibly in July um, or August. I heard that had some problems because some of the players were mad at the other players. But okay, I'm oh, going to yeah. go with your hope. Yeah. So all the leagues right now, I don't know what's happening with hockey, but I don't watch hockey. But like, it seems like the leagues are starting to come back, and dude. As soon as the first game, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be a Baltimore Orioles and Tampa Bay Rays game. Oh, God. That, if that's a, that is going to be on every single TV. Like oh. when sports is back, my God, it's everywhere. It'll be everywhere. So it's, and it looks like it is. So we're getting right. close, man. We're getting close. All right. I feel hope because being in a restaurant where you have like a glass thing on your right and a glass thing on your left, it feels like you're in jail talking to like, a prisoner, and that's restaurant experience. So thank you. I need I needed that because it's right. not that fun. So now it is time for open sixty seconds. All right, Aaron, you are up first. Let me start the timer. I'll be the timer today. Um, and when you are ready to go, I'm gonna hit go on this one minute segment for you to state a problem and for me to try and solve that problem. So I realized recently that during quarantine, I've listened a few times to the band Creed and I kind of sort of think they're not that bad. And I wrote that on Facebook and got a lot of flack for it. And I realized they're a hated band, but I kind of sort of like their songs. Help me. Okay. Well, here's how I feel about that. People that hate bands, like people that hated Nickelback, People that hate Creed, like that, like the bands that are easy to hate, these, I feel people just hate things to fit in because it's like bullying. It's like, oh, hey, everybody's making fun of them. I'm going to make fun of them too. I think Creed, they, for their time, they were fine. Like, we're the arms wide open under the moon. I love that song. Like, that's a fun song. Yeah, they had some hits, man. 
Dude, never be ashamed of what you listen to in terms of music. Never, man. Own it. Have fun with it. All right. And Creed sold a lot of records for a reason. They did. All right. Time. All right. I feel hope. Thank you for letting me feel my Creed. My pleasure. <laughs> um, all right. I have a quick question. So I'm going to start my timer. Okay. Um, when we do go back to the office, um, I'm scared that because I've been wearing Crocs every single day for the past three months. Um, I'm scared that this is now the only type of footwear I'm ever going to wear in the future, including to the office. Oh. Uh, okay. So what I think is good about what's happening in 2020 is it's a, it's a time of change and progress. And I think that what you wear on your feet should be your choice and we should treat all Types of footwear equally. I could, yes, I, I agree. I mean, heck, my, my even my Crocs have like all these cool little like designs on them and stuff. And they have like they, they light up. And so they're pretty dope. Be you. Be you yeah. with your feet. OK. OK, cool. I will wear Crocs every single day at the office. So thank you. <laughs> and and just right. in time. All right. So we have time. All right. Hope. Next. Next for you. So t- today, uh, the World Health Organization had the worst uh, day ever of coronavirus in terms of number of cases. At the exact same time, uh, President Trump has said that if we test more, we'll just have more cases. So he thinks that testing is causing there to be more cases. <laughs> and I just think that that and, and he, Andy, D, he, D, he took the funds away from the World Health Organization. So I just find those two things combined to just be full of hopelessness. Help. <laughs> yeah, he said if, if we test less, we're going to, if we stop testing, we're going to stop having cases. Uh, <laughs> bro, I got nothing. I got, <laughs> I, How? 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 I got one thing. Maybe it'll convert at least one person that supports and be like, wait, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> okay, good. Fine. We need that. One. Thank you. One. We need <laughs> one. It ta- if it takes one dumb thing to be set at a time to convert every voter, I think yes. by the time it hits November, we'll have 100% people voting um, the other one. And, so. and, and uh, all right, I feel hope. We need one. Good. One from that. And all so right. I think and the our- last topic is yours. Mine. Yeah, I, I didn't write read, this one. I think you have to read it. <laughs> okay, so Aaron added to our 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 hit sheet for today as a last topic for hope in sixty seconds that Aaron has a micro penis. <laughs> Aaron, help me get through this pain. What happens? What I already why? I already have hope. I just wanted to hear you read that. <laughs> Good hope 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 uh, hope happens. Hope um, happens. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> my pleasure and that's a record we solved it in 30 seconds yeah that was uh, quick we solved that one uh, awesome uh, Aaron battery check yeah 15% so we have enough we'll be able to get through cool let's do submissions right. and hope fulfilled let's get to our user submissions the first one is from Dave in San Francisco Aaron what does Dave ask he asked are we really starting a political party um, because he's been, I guess, listening and hears the, he's from San Francisco and he's wondered if it was actually a political party that we are starting with the Logic Party. Um, I do recommend everyone go on Facebook and like the Logic Party, follow it, enjoy it. We put things from the show up and stuff. Uh, we are not officially starting a 
political party right now. I would like it to become that because I think it makes more sense than the system we have in place right now, Dave. But I, but it is not officially a party right now. We have had a number of people write in the Logic Party in their ballots because they've sent them to me, which is cool. Uh, but it's not an official party. But th- to your point, Dave, I also do feel, what is a political party? Why is a poli- why do we have to have this party system where you're? E- it's like you're either in one crowd or another crowd. Why can't we have more diversity also in our politics? And that's part of what the Logic Party is about: is diversifying the thought process of our uh, of our political system and just our system in general. Cool. And while neither of us will be running for office um, for two reasons, one, it, it takes a lot of effort. Um, and two, we are wholly unqualified individuals. Um, <laughs> we, you know, if somebody wants to take this uh, steer by the horns, you know, then get her done. And actually to, to what you said, Rowett, too, what does make a qualified individual after uh, having what we've had where you can just be a reality star who has fake money, be a president. What is a politician anymore? Like, can't it just be someone who ha- who listens to people and has some good ideas? In the same way that some of the best head coaches in professional sports have played the game, you know, they've ex- they've succeeded to certain degrees. It's almost like, you know, look at the coach like Steve Kerr, the Golden State Warriors. He was never an MVP, or right? He was always a role player. Mm-hmm. He uh, He's one of the best coaches in the NBA. Same with Phil Jackson. He was never a Wilt Chamberlain. But these guys that have seen greatness, have been part of greatness, but not, have not been the greatest, but have strived to it and understand it. To me, they're the ones that can make the best leaders. What I think we're realizing is when you bring in a celebrity, like you wouldn't just put like some musician off, you know, off the street to go in and start pitching baseballs to Mike Trout, you know, yeah. like you want somebody that's been there, that's seen it. And I think that we've realized in that, you know? And, um, so I think, uh, I think people that are experienced and have experience, whether it's, it is in political office or fighting at a community level, local office. I think there, there's people that have been training their life for this. Um, Leading. That's who knowing is. how to lead, knowing how to yeah, actually knowing be how a the leader. system works and how you can make the best of it. Yep. That's a good point. Cool. So I hope that helped uh, you, Dave. Next question. It's a good question, Dave. Uh, the next question is from Anton. And he actually, his question was more just, what he asked is, are we going to have more Arthur McFarlane? Uh, who was, is W.E.B. Du Bois' grandson, who we had on the show last week. And so, Anton, to answer your question, yes, we will. Uh, Arthur, um, we talked about it, and he will come back and talk more with us because the feedback has been so wonderful for his messages and we need his message right now. So, and we're honored to have him. So he will be back. I can't say when yet, but uh, he's a busy guy, but we will have him back in the not too distant future. I hope within the month. So, uh, that, that'll be great to have Arthur back. Um, and then the last one. And for actually, if I, if I actually, Aaron, if I can add, uh, just for any listeners out there, if there are any requests of people you'd like to see on our show, let us know who it can be the biggest to the, to whoever, like, uh, if it is the biggest celebrity, we're happy to have them on our show. Just reach out to them for us and ask. And then we are more than happy to host them. Um, and we have access. We do have access. I know it, it'll shock the millions of people listening that we do have access to more people than you would expect. So if you request someone, we might just be able to find them too. 
and get you them. You never know. You never Just know. Just ask us. Yep. All right. And our last question, Chris and Palmdale. Do you want to uh, do you want to take it, Rowan? It, it's he asked, is there hope for the at the streaming service for your phone, Quibi, started by Jeffrey Katzenberg, who started DreamWorks uh, and and ran Disney, and he started the Quibi app, and it's not doing very well. So I'd like to offer a definitive answer to this question, and that yes. is no. <laughs> All right, so so Rohit says no. I will say thirty percent. Maybe. And here is why. Jeffrey Katzenberg is one of those determined guys who's like doesn't take no for an answer. And I ju- and he's a really smart mind in. Uh, I've actually even met with him a couple times. Uh, interesting guy. He, do- in his, he doesn't have an office. His office is just a couple couches. He doesn't even have a computer. It's just couches and you go there and you meet. Um, and so is uh, it a black leather couch in front of a white wall? Yeah, yeah. He, and then he and then he me tooed me, um, which isn't funny. But uh, uh, so I believe that Jeffrey Katzenberg has the ability in the mind to pivot. I don't know what that's going to be because in its current form, it's not working. But he's going to do something, and he has enough money to be able to. I think do it. If is it going to work? I don't know. But I think there's a thirty percent chance with his mind that he will turn it into something that it's not now. Just like Netflix used to be a thing where it delivered DVDs to your front door. Well, that became a moot point. So then they've pivoted a few times to change. Quibi just has to change their initial thing. Yeah, you know what? Here's the thing. There's already TikTok that has all this stuff like raw and kind of like human and just natural stuff that people are making these vertical videos, kind of creating their own culture and own content, right? And then you have IGTV, which is like you got lots of brands, you got lots of content creators that are making like these tall vertical little bits of content. I think nobody asked for vertical long form television shows. Nobody asked for it. And while I appreciate the audacity, um, there, you know, I don't know if the market is truly ready for it. Maybe one day they will. I just feel either Quibi's ahead of its time or they assess the marketplace incorrectly by trying to create a polished product of something that people like raw. And hmm. so I've always been down on it. And here's the biggest reason I've been down on Quibi since day one before they even launched since they announced because I hate the name. It is a stupid name. Uh, I know it stands for Quick Bites, but the name sucks and I hate it and has made me so uncomfortable. Like, <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's it's got like the allure of like the word glorp. Like, <laughs> the name is your, sucks. Is it your moist? Yeah. A lot of people hate the word moist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Moist is like a, like a Beethoven symphony compared to the word quibby. Quibby. Hate it. Yeah. And their and their advertising has also been really bad. Yeah. Um the way they've promoted themselves is like we're going to not differentiate ourselves at all. Enjoy Quibi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Chris, I hope we gave you a little hope that well that there's maybe a chance maybe maybe. Yeah. The hope only gave her married. So uh, yeah, which speaking only came of from uh, me. So thank you Chris. But speaking of actual hope that has been fulfilled, Aaron, you got a couple things? Or one thing? Well, I just think there's there's one thing that I believe we, we've talked about a lot and I believe is happening, and that is that change is upon us, that there there is a lot happening. S- since we started this show, we could never have predicted all the things that have gone on in 
in our country, in our lives, in the world. And some of them have been incredibly ugly. Some of them have been depressing. Some of them have been just downright wrong. And it's led to people taking to the streets and the idea of we the people, the slogan is true. And I think it's happening right now. So I think hope is being fulfilled. We've always talked about trying to bring things, a bright side to things in, in this show. And I think we're not, we're doing it by, on the show with, you know, jokes and guests and fun and some serious topics. But you all, everyone out there is doing it by insisting that change happen and that justice happen. And so I feel that change is upon us. And it, it's, it's, it's so exciting to see this change to you, Aaron. I mean, if anybody even thinks back to the 90s and the 80s, think about how different the world is. And that world has changed for geopolitical reasons. It's changed for technological reasons. It's changed for environmental reasons. And imagine t- 10 to 20 years from now, the world is also going to look so different. And you know what? And you have no control over the world changing around you. All you can do is try and steer that change to make it better. And the only thing, the only way you're going to really be okay with change if you accept that change is always coming and it is always upon us. And it's, and so there's people that are afraid of change. There always will be people that are afraid of change and it's okay to be afraid. It really is. What's what you should do is just try and embrace it. Try and understand that, you know, one day your grandkids are also going to be at an age when they get to their lives where everything is so different too. It's a cycle that keeps happening. So if anything can bring us all together is that we are all going through changes and whether we agree with each other or not, we have no choice but to accept that change and to make it better. So amen um, to that. And I think you summed it up beautifully, Rohit. And so with that, uh, we'll see what happens this week. And, uh, Again, rate the podcast if you've enjoyed it. And if not, don't ever listen again. And but so rate it because I hope you enjoyed it. And until next week, I'm at the Aaron Wolf on social. He's Vohit for Rowit with the number four. And uh, we're out and let's keep hope alive. All right. And now time to play us out. Bye bye. When the world seems golden bleak and you just can't take it anymore, here it comes, that glimmer of hope. A light shines through the door It's a hopeless show With Aaron and Rohit Woe It's a hopeless show With Aaron and Rohit Woe